Hey everybody, it's John here. Today I'm going to talk about Airbnb's 2023 summer release. It has quite a few things that I just wanted to make you aware of um, because anytime there's a product release, it does have implications for us as hosts, as vacation rental owners. So let's get into it. The first big change here in the summer release is introducing Airbnb rooms. So Airbnb rooms is basically their way of trying to monetize um, price conscious shoppers. This is how they started their company. They started renting out uh, beds on an apartment floor in San Francisco. So this is a way to tap back into their origin story. They want to promote more of these Airbnb rooms. So what is that for those of us who are not completely familiar? Think of a four bedroom apartment. The host lives inside and he's renting out an extra room. That is an Airbnb room. In Florida, most of the rentals are not Airbnb rooms. They're actually purchased as investment as a single family property, and you're renting out the entire property as a short-term rental. Airbnb rooms is different. That's like an apartment or another property that you're renting out a room or two rooms in, and you as a host are actually living on the premises or close by. More than 80% of private rooms are under $100 a night, with an average rate of $67 a night. So someone who's traveling who's way more price and budget conscious may look at this as an appetizing way of staying, staying in a new city without spending a lot of money on a private listing. And some people want to actually have that stay local feeling and staying with a host is a great way to meet someone new um, and learn more about a city that you've never been to before. So there's a lot of advantages to having Airbnb rooms. And if this style of hosting does appeal to you, great for you because there's going to be a lot of demand for it in the future. Most of the hosts I speak to are in markets where this is not something super huge, but lots of hosts that live in cities are doing this. New York City actually still allows Airbnb if the host is living at the property. That's actually one of the requirements regulations. So this is a unique way of hosting. This is actually how the company started. And now they want to reintroduce Airbnb rooms, calling it Airbnb rooms. And they're also including a few sections that are new and specific to Airbnb rooms. So let's get into what those are. One is having a host passport for any host that's hosting with this Airbnb rooms category. So this is basically a profile for the host you're staying with. So if, if you're staying in one of these Airbnb rooms, you kind of want to know who the host is since they're going to be sharing space with you. So. Having this passport allows guests to get to know who the host is before even booking to stay. So this host passport is going to be a, a clickable button. You click, you see a larger photo of the host, details that the host have chosen to share about themselves, like what they do for work as an occupation, fun facts about themselves, where they went to school, and some more info to get you a little bit more acquainted with them, get you able to know them better in all ways that you can from a picture and, and some information. But this passport's a way to see like if you would be able to kind of vibe with the person, be there for a couple of days and not just like, you know, stay with a complete stranger that you would have nothing in common with. So this is actually a pretty great way of highlighting what is like the Airbnb profile for host, um, more specific to Airbnb rooms. This Airbnb rooms is going to be a category. So just like the other categories released. Airbnb rooms will be a category and it's going to have a set of 1 million private bedrooms. These listings will include access to shared spaces like the living room, the kitchen, or the backyard. So 
If you're hosting one of these spaces, you're going to have guests using some of those shared spaces at your place. And that's actually going to be a requirement of the rooms category. They also redesigned the filters. So under, if you go to the type of place filter option, it makes it easier to switch between Airbnb rooms, the entire home option and all other types of places that are available for rent on the Airbnb platform. It's actually really easy to view the average price of each type of place with an enhanced price filter that updates based upon your choice of listing, entire home, Airbnb room, and so on. There's also new privacy features. So privacy is going to be paramount in any situation, especially if you're sharing a space with someone that you don't know. So Airbnb Rooms is going to indicate if the bedroom door has a lock and it should have a lock if you're staying in someone else's apartment with them there. But this will make it clear that that bedroom has a lock. And it also shows if the bathrooms are shared bathrooms, like you're going to be sharing a bathroom with the host or a private bathroom and whether people other than the host will be in the home during the stay. So if the host has visitors coming in, uh, any sort of medical help, anything like that, they would have to explain what you can expect during staying with them. So what do I think about this? I think this is a really cool way of highlighting what was essentially the way Airbnb began as a company. Um, And a lot of people are more budget conscious travelers now, since we're dealing with this period of extremely high inflation, this is actually going to be a great option for a lot of travelers. There's also 50 plus more new features that Brian, the CEO of Airbnb, made based upon feedback that he's gotten from both guests and host. So let's talk about what some of those new features are and which ones are the most important. I've always been a big fan of the price display of Airbnb. Now there's a lot of criticism about it because it didn't include the all of the fee, like the total price with the fees. So that was something a couple of months ago, they added the total price display. So now guests that are booking with you can view the total price with fees before taxes across the entire Airbnb app, including in the search results, in the price filter, in the maps, and the listing pages. So how it was a couple of months ago, you had to toggle it on and then you could see the entire total price. Now, across the entire Airbnb app, including in search results, price filter, maps, and the listing pages, you can see this total price breakdown with fees before taxes. So they want to be way more transparent with guests about pricing. This is a good thing because as an industry, everyone should move towards that total price display. Because no one likes to be nickel and dimed with hidden fees. Everyone wants to be more upfront with their transactions and their pricing decisions. So having this is a good thing. Next, the transparent checkout instructions. So Airbnb saying guests can now view the checkout instructions on the listing page before booking the property and they'll receive a reminder before they leave the home. And during the review process, guests can tell us about if any excessive requests were made by the host. So this, I believe, is in response to a lot of the criticism Airbnb has gotten on the major media outlets, on Twitter, on Facebook. Guests have been extremely vocal about going to an Airbnb and being bogged down with a list of chores upon checkout, like make sure you do the laundry, make sure you take out the trash, make sure you leave the place as you found it, 
Some of the requests are not that crazy. It's just like be a good human and like don't leave my place a mess. But guests that are paying a cleaning fee, which in some cases may be rather high, were really vocal on platforms like TikTok and Facebook and Instagram about why they will never book an Airbnb again because the chores are just too much. So Airbnb is trying to be in the middle of both the guests and the host here, and they want to give the guests a voice. So they're saying now guests can tell Airbnb about any excessive requests made by host. And if the listings have this repeated and there's lots of low ratings because of unreasonable chores, those listings will be removed from the Airbnb platform. So the hammer's coming down, may seem a little bit harsh, but I see he's giving a lot of power to the guest here. And if there's lots of excessive checkout requests, you may run your listing um, the risk of being taken off the platform. So if you think you have any excessive chore requests, I'm happy to look them over just, just to see what you have going on there. You could drop me an email. I'll leave my contact details in the show notes if you want to ask. But I believe that we got to be a little bit cautious here because if a guest is you know, in any way annoyed, they could report you to the platform police and may get you removed or suspended from Airbnb. So this is something that we have to see how it's going to shake out in the future. Next feature, improved maps. So used by more than 80% of guests, Airbnb has updated maps with faster performance, so faster speeds, persistent pins when zooming and panning. So they're saying the functionality of the maps where you search for different properties is going to be much faster and have more results. So in my opinion, when I used to use the maps, more often it was really glitchy. And when you zoom in, you could see listings, but your listing might not even show up in your neighborhood. And that's because of the buffering of the page. Sometimes it didn't load all of the properties, all the listings. It seems like they've made an effort to improve this performance. So let's see how that actually looks um, at, with, this new, with this new update. Next up is this redesigned wish list. So I love carts. I like wish lists because maybe I don't want to make a decision right at this moment in time, but it doesn't mean I'm never going to. So in Amazon, I always keep stuff in the cart because eventually I'm going to buy the stuff, right? So this is similar to that, right? They're taking a wish list. So any place as a, a future potential guest, if you want to save a place that you may want to travel to later for later, they're going to have a wish list that you can do a one-tap saving and the calendar is going to actually show when those homes are available. So myself, I have a home I want to see in Cabo Rojo in Puerto Rico. There's one I want to see in Florida. There's one I want to see in Colorado. So I would put these on my wish list. And then I can open up the wish list and it will show a calendar that shows if those wish listed homes are available. So that's a pretty cool function. And hopefully your listing is on someone else's wish list. And then they can periodically check if your listing's available, actually make a booking at your place. So this is a pretty cool feature that I can see actually being useful for guests using the Airbnb platform. Next up, we have simpler and more affordable monthly stays. So this is for stays over three months. And Airbnb is saying they're significantly reducing the guest service fee after the third month. So essentially giving guests that are staying over three months a discount. Saying guests in the US can save for stays over one month when paying with their linked bank account. So I, I think that part means because they are taking it through the bank account, they're not going to have to pay credit card or merchant service fees. So they're going to pass a discount onto the consumer here, onto the guest. And when searching, they have a, a month's tab. And it has an all new interface that makes it easy to dial in to a range from one to 12 months. 
So here I see they're trying to push a more affordable monthly stay option by providing somewhat of a discount by reducing the guest service fee and the credit card fees here. So that's a good thing for guests and a good thing for you as an owner too, because the cheaper it is for the guests, the more likely it is that they're going to book with you for a monthly stay. Also, Airbnb is adding priority customer service on a trip. So they're saying now the customer service, it's going to get better. They're adding dedicated 24-7 support teams for priority access when guests are traveling. And their goal is to answer 90% of calls in English in two minutes or less. It's a very ambitious goal. Um, They're not that hard to get in touch with, but usually you're dealing with a chat bot now. And then you get a call back later, which may take from 20 to 30 minutes. So I think them being this ambitious about customer service is a really great thing. All organizations, if they want to grow and thrive, definitely need to focus on their customer service. And this is a really good move in the right direction. I really like this. Next up, this pay over time. I don't like anything that says pay over time because to me, that goes along with interest payments. So they're saying they're partnering with, uh-oh, Klarna, Klarna. Guests in the US and Canada can apply to pay for stays in four interest rate, interest-free, sorry, for interest-free installments over six weeks. For bookings over $500, guests can apply to pay monthly in the US only and more countries will be added throughout the year. So with my experience with all of these make it easy to pay companies, this is always some sort of like interest payment thing that passes more costs onto consumers and onto guests. And I'm not a big fan of buy now, pay later at all. But from the perspective of a host, if someone can't afford the full vacation price up front because of cash flow issues, and they want to book with a buy now, pay later, As long as the price passed on to you, if your payout stays the same and they can book with financing through another third party, it's not bad for hosts because it opens up the potential pool of guests that can afford a vacation. With that being said, we need to see if any of these costs are going to get passed on to the host. But at this time, I don't think any of them will. What I believe, and I'll do research on this, is that Guests that book through this uh, buy now, pay later option through Klarna, that will all happen on the back end and the host will get paid out the same, which opens up the pool of potential guests much wider, which is good for a host. Also, they're adding an instant rebooking credit. So if a host cancels within 30 days of arrival, most guests will receive an instant credit that can be used to rebook another stay immediately. It says most guests here, so I'm curious to see in what, in what situations this would not apply. But they're offering that instant rebooking credit to try to prompt rebooking to happen. So this is also a good thing. So Airbnb is also saying as part of the 50 plus new features and upgrades, they're launching 25 improvements for hosts, including new pricing tools to help hosts like us set competitive prices, easily add weekly and monthly discounts, and compare your listing to similar ones in your area. They're saying they're including a yearly view in the calendar, the ability to easily enter checkout instructions, red receipts, and new quick replies and messaging, and much, much more. So this worldwide rollout is actually starting today. If you go onto your Airbnb app or you go onto um, the desktop version, they're going to give you an opportunity to opt into the summer release so you can start using a lot of these new features and exploring them right away. That's what I actually did. 
Um, I, I advise you two to see if you like this summer release. It's easy and free to opt in, but I recommend you do it. Um, for more information on the show notes about the summer release, I'm going to include the link directly to the source to Airbnb in the show notes so you could learn more about this. And um, hopefully this walkthrough was helpful for you. I try to cover as much as possible. But as we get more experience with this summer release, if anything material changes, I'll be sure to provide you with an update. So hopefully this was helpful. If you haven't subscribed to the newsletter and you want access to the exclusive resources and tools, a link to subscribe will be in the show notes. And to everyone who's left a review, thanks so much for the feedback. If you have any constructive criticism, anything you want to let me know, things you want to hear more of, or things you don't want to hear, I would love to hear from you. Any feedback really helps me improve the show. My motivation for doing this is to give back and help as many people as possible. And you, by reviewing the show, help me get in front of more listeners and grow our community. I'll read the most recent review. It was Taffy Tracks on April 30th. Thanks so much, Taffy Tracks. It was love this podcast. John is fantastic and to the point, not like others who fill space with using the word like in every sentence and sound like an idiot. <laughs> That's funny. John offers valuable information and is interesting to listen to. Thank you, John. Well, thank you, Taffy Tracks. I'm actually trying to work on my speaking skills. I do say like sometimes and um sometimes, and I'm going to work on that because I know it sounds super ridiculous and annoying sometimes. So I will work on that. Um, but thank you for the positive feedback. I love it. I appreciate it. And um, everybody, thanks for supporting the show. Until next time, everyone take care.